And we are back. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Overachievers Podcast. I'm your host, Martin Amini. This is episode 16. Uh, before we get into this episode, man, thank you guys for listening. I know I've been off uh, for two weeks. Um, I wasn't chilling. It's been a crazy two weeks. Our last episode, we had Paris. And since that episode, a lot of shit's happened in those two weeks, man. Uh, I couldn't say it on the last episode, but like that Monday, I found out I was taping for a new TV show on Epics called Unprotected Sets that's being produced by Wanda Sykes. I got the email before the episode, but I couldn't say it until the contracts were signed. And then I ended up taping that following Monday. So there wasn't like a lot of time for, for chilling. It was just like straight into TV mode. Then that fall, the same week, we had the Overachiever show here at the Comedy Loft with Stavros Halkias, Marie Faustine, and Ian Lauren, Talib Bab. Shout out to all those guys. They came through, killed it. We fucking packed out the Comedy Loft again. Thank you guys for all coming out and buying tickets to that. That gym was... It's crazy. Like, I don't want to say the shows are clockwork, but this shit has been... It's, it's been like... The energy at all the shows have been amazing. I just want to say thank you guys. And thank you for listening to this podcast, man. We hit over 2,100 downloads uh, today. So... Thank you guys who've been listening. If you get a chance, subscribe, comment, you know, all that good stuff. But I'm back, baby. I'm back with the dope-ass guest. I got my energy back. I just signed up for boxing classes this week. So I'm, you know, I've been hitting the bags, you know what I mean? Got the energy up, you know what I mean? So now next time someone tries to fuck with me, I can call my boxing instructor <laughs> and be like, yo, Travis, see this dude, you know what I mean? Let me see where my $110 a month is going. Uh, <laughs> that's to be the test before you sign up for a boxing class. Let me see my instructor fuck someone up before I sign up, you know what I mean? I want to know if these punches are really going to work, you know what I mean? So that's that's my new that's my new theory on it. But I'm happy to have my guest today. Uh, he recently performed at the Kennedy Center. He recently opened for Patton Oswalt. He's been making waves in D.C. comedy. I'm excited that he's here, man. Give it up for the very funny Dominic Rivera. What up, people? What up? Oh, man, thanks for coming and doing this. After two shows this evening, man, that shit. It was. That's the grind. Wednesday, boring-ass, hot-ass Wednesday in D.C., and you got to yeah. hit two, three mics. Crowds are light. They're tired after a little yeah. bit. But it's fun as shit, man. I can't. I wouldn't want to do anything else on a Wednesday is right it, now. This is the best. We got it good. Yeah, man. We it's, got it good. It's that feeling, like you said, you have a purpose no matter what. Even if my day is shitty at work Yeah. and I feel like I'm just logging through work and shit, uh-huh. I know I got some mics and I got some work to are do. Are you the type on. of... The, person that would be at your job and just like thinking about new shit trying to come up with constantly how do you i don't know what that's like because well actually today that's that's a lie i was uh selling ice cream today so i know exactly that shit is that shit is damaging to the soul bro because like with every tv credit i get for doing stand-up it makes it that much more painful to sell ice cream sandwiches you know i bet man because it's like it's it feels like it's right there i'm like dog you have no idea what i was doing last (laughs) week son that's just, the humble part of life, though. If you can like, master that part, yeah. Yeah, good shit always happens to you, man. Yeah, it is. Hum- it's humbling as shit. But they be telling me gracias, and I hate that shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why the fuck that gets under my skin, because I'm like, is it because they think I'm Spanish? Or is that just mainstream now to say gracias? I can't well, tell. You, no, nah, you rocking the beard today. I got the beard. The beard today. But everyone the Miami be, Vice, yeah, Colombian, Coke, 40, beard, yeah, beard. 40 yeah. people literally were like, gracias. <laughs> and I think they were, they were like, they're like finding themselves on the back for being cultural. I'm like, bitch. I speak English. <laughs> Plus, it's hot as shit, so yeah. only some Latinos would be driving around in a van. That's real. <laughs> trying to sell ICs and shit. It was, uh, it was very humbling. But yeah, man, you know, the day job is still real. You know what I mean? Holding down the fort with the ice creams. Gotta get, the people got to eat, you know, 
people that's need part to, of your story now, though, know, bro. It's it like is. weaved into the fabric of what you have. I know. I just I can't wait till that it's just a story and it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I, a funny story. I just can't wait till it's that's a funny some real story. Shit somebody ever said. Like I just can't wait till it's just a story. <laughs> not my life. Because yeah. like you know, I'm 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 over here on a mission to not just make people laugh, but to get to the point where I make people laugh till I get a deal. Like I'm, a, I'm over here. Like some people are like, I don't know what everyone's in it for, but I'm like, bro, I was just on TV. I need to. This shit needs to happen. Yeah, you're like, putting I, all this time in, man. You want to see some results. I need, I, I, dog. I need to make that transition because this shit, the clock, the clock gets heavier with the more time you put in. You're like both oh. in real life and then the one that you put on yourself. You Bro, know what I'm yeah, saying? The yeah, one that's yeah. always in your head every five minutes. Those like, ice cream fuck? sandwiches get heavier and heavier. Like. <laughs> 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 Till by the end, you just squeezing the fuck out of ice cream and sandwich. Like, and like, they're like, know. I didn't want. I said a cookie sandwich, and I, I, I'm like, son of a bitch, and I'm just like, motherfucker, don't you know who I am? <laughs> like, What's no. on epics? Unprotected yeah. sets. Unprotected sets. Yeah, man. So how it, was that show? How was it? Yeah, I didn't get a chance. To it go. was. I heard uh, good things. I saw all the pictures. It was stuff. dope, and I, I was. It was lit. It was good. You know, TV tapings uh, could be high, uh, like octane high, high anxiety. You know what I mean? It's like. It's never going to be a, as, as much as they try to make it look as like a natural comedy show, it's never going to have the real, because, mm-hmm. you know, there's cameras and the audience knows there's cameras. So they're never going to be like regular, but I mean, they did a great job and the the place they shot it at the DC improv. I mean, it's a great, yeah, that brings energy just it's, walking it's, it's, through it's, the doors. It's the best one. Of, it's the best room in the country. One of the best rooms. So it's a very cool thing to have being, because uh, the last time I, I did something for TV, I was in LA. So. Was it a different feel in this time because it was back at home? I know it was. It was. It was. It was. It was lit. You know what I mean? Just being able to be in front of that DC Improv sign and be like, I was the host, so I was like, yo, I was like the the front man. Yeah, like, you're the heartbeat of the show. So I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. like yo, man, welcome everybody. We'll have a good time. And it was a good look for me to just be on that like that stage at the home club, and mm-hmm. all, all of it was just a very positive thing. And that lineup was crazy. So I was, uh, yeah, I was like, this is all. Positive. And, uh, yeah, and people don't understand how surreal that moment can be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people always want to share that moment with you when you're in that, but you don't. They don't understand that you either pan, you might be panicking, or it's just a surreal. Like I, like you said, I did this shit with Pat and and the Pat Pat, no- Pat, Pat Oswald for those who aren't. Familiar. And then uh, they had the cameras. Emmy winning <laughs> comedian Pat Oswald. <laughs> they had the camera right tattooey. One of my favorite kid movies. Oh, you got all those credits yeah, memorized I, now. Yeah. <laughs> For those like yeah, for, yeah, all the, yeah, for all the Latin yeah. family members, yeah. he was in Ratatouille. Oh, Ratatouille! Oh, claro que sí. Wow, Dominic, Ratatouille, qué bien. So yeah, and he had the camera. And for them, for like somebody like him, it was like he was like nothing. He'd be talking to somebody, they shove a camera in his face, and he'd be instant. Where, where, where? You know what I mean? For me, I was like Cedric the Entertainer, sweating well, like in my second set that I did. That shit was real. nervous as yeah. hell. Well, you got. I mean, the, he's, you're looking at a guy thirty years in. And a guy who was what? How many years in? Yeah, like three. Three. So, <laughs> think about that. You know what I mean? That's that's to to to, to take to take it you know take a step back and look at the the difference, man. How many specials has Homie shot? Oh, it's like yeah, he's bro. Got, what three or four? Two are like Emmy nominated or whatever that may be, man. Yeah. Yeah, but it gives you perspective, man. It lets you know that even if you get the stuff like like you want to do, you're in a position like you're close, you're about to grab the bag. Yeah. But there's even more work. Uh, oh, oh, you know what I mean? That you have to I do. I mean, yeah, I can't get into it, but it's just behind the scenes shit. Mm-hmm. It's just it's some wild shit, bro. Like behind the scenes, you know what I mean? They just being in the green room, that shit is hey, that shit could be tense, man. But end of the day, it's your job to go on stage and act like shit's amazing. 
Like you weren't just selling ice cream earlier that day. <laughs> Shit, you know I, mean? I did that patent thing, and I think the next day I did a mic where I was like 13th uh, on the list. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that shit didn't mean. That's a reoccurring theme here on the Overachievers Nothing. podcast. Just uh, these moments of just being given the best feeling in the world and then being like having that Cinderella moment. Like you're going back to work. Yep. You going ain't back to work. You ain't Wednesday, shit. Wednesday, the inside of my elbows are sweating like shit in D.C. for no goddamn reason whatsoever. Yeah, man, but you, you, you chasing your dreams, bro. That's what I try to tell people because they're like, dude, you're like 40. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Honestly, dog, there's a lot of people in their 40s that wish they'd be chasing their dreams, bro. That's that's real shit. So it's like that's real you shit. lucky compared to that. Uh, now, now you brought up that's that's a good point, though, man. As a, as, a, as someone in their 40. You know, I'll turn 40 in uh, like two weeks, two, three weeks. Okay, so you're 39 going on yep. 40. Mm-hmm. So, you're, you're, you know, three years in, like uh, traditionally people start stand-up comedy Anywhere between the ages of, I'd say, mm, like, what, 20 to 24? Yep. Those are, like, the common years. Yeah. Sometimes people start in there. You know, there's exceptions. Like, your wandering years. You yeah. figure shit out. You know what I mean? You find, you, if this is something you want to do, you got a lot to, like, kind of yeah, play people, with. People kinda like, yeah, people kind of get into this after college. I started maybe when I was, like, 24 going on 25, which is, like, a little bit later, but not, like, crazy late. It's just, you know, it's pretty average. But when you when you started in your late 30s, man, you already had a life. You already lived. Yeah. You got you got you got rent. You got mortgage. You got kid. Like in your case, you got a kid. Yeah, I got a kid, man. How old you? How, how old My you? My son turns sixteen in February. Damn. On Valentine's. He day. can start comedy right now <laughs> and still be older than Dave Chappelle My when son he started. Car coming to comedy shows in his car. Man. Yeah. That shit was like. See, he hit he me get, up with some shit today. Was like. I got to plan my mics around and shit because now this fool wants to go get driving lessons from his school and you got to go with them now or some yeah. shit. I never had to do that when I was growing up, but yeah. You ever, you ever look at your son and be like, man, Dave Chappelle was opening for Aretha Franklin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At your age. Well, it's what funny you say you that shit too. I talk to him all the time, especially the way, I mean, it was a lot different for me growing up, obviously, just because time period and stuff. But I talk to my son all the time because he's a creative. My son's uh, been a creative. What, what's, his, what's his art? He's an art. He's an artist. Artist. Yeah, like from toddler, like... He just had this I'm gonna post something tomorrow about it. He just he just had always had this gift. Like he could take uh for example, like if I got him when he was like two or three, he can get real complex Lego stuff. Mm-hmm. And he would just put it together by looking at the box and the instructions. Oh, wow. Can't without, read, without, yeah, without you know what I mean, or you know what I mean? But it was just something about touch and creating and building. putting things together and building. Mm. And then art and then he became art by early age. He liked to got draw. The, got the art bug. Yeah, he's got the he's got the whole like creative bug. Just is there any performers in your family? Nah, I mean we're just like an outgoing family, like any like Puerto Rican. So you're the you first. Know, are yeah. you the first in your family to kind of go on stage? Oh yeah, I'm definitely. Oh, wow. yeah, I'm definitely the first person. If I, I mean my family's not like super duper tight. You know how yeah. it can be sometimes. But are you are you first generation second? Like no, I'm, my parents are first generation. Okay, so they came. When did they come? No, I'm third generation. I'm sorry. My my grandparents came in like oh, wow. this. I want to say they came here in like the early 60s. From Puerto Rico? Yeah, from Puerto Rico or maybe late 50s, early So your 60s. folks grew up here? Yeah, my folks grew up here. Mm. So my That must have been helpful. It's weird, man, like because I don't identify on stage as, oh, I'm Puerto Rican. Like I don't bring up. Yeah, I don't get those vibes. I don't do that. Like, But you my, definitely look Puerto Rican. Yeah. But you I look also, like you're from New York on the block. Yeah, or New Jersey. Or New Jer- yeah. yeah, exactly. So. And like I always like I just see play you in the a Puerto racial Rican parade and, holding a flag. <laughs> I've been to a couple r- parades with big puns spray painted on your on your T-shirt, just overly large. Oh, there was joke. a time the, where being Puerto Rican Cuban was, links, yeah, <laughs> just terror squad, just with a TS chain. Like, all right, no, I remember 
I was in the military, right? Mm-hmm. So I went to the military like right what after. What branch? Uh, Air Force. Oh, okay, because we had a couple comics in here that were uh, uh, Alex Scott and uh, Tony yeah, Wilson. they were probably, yeah, were Air Force and stuff like that. Yeah, an army. And uh, I never forget, man. I was in like Hungary, and this one. Uh, oh shit! Budapest, right. Hungary, right? And this is when Ricky Martin blew up the fuck. Living La Vida Loca, yeah, like Ricky Martin. Was, and being, I was Puerto Rican in like this place, and they understood what that was, and they loved like Latin music and shit. Mm-hmm. It was like the craziest time. Of my yeah, life. dude, it's it, there. Were, there were definitely moments. I remember I claimed my Bolivian side way more when uh, Beat Nuts and <laughs> a Beat Nuts, <laughs> Beat Nuts, off and, the like, books came yeah, out. And yeah, you were yeah, just no escaping, no escaping this. And Big Pun, <laughs> Big Big Pun brought a lot of pride to being Latin for like two years. And then it just went, you know. And then he gained like nine thousand pounds, and he disappeared. Yeah. And then he now he d- and then and then yeah he died. And then uh, I remember that I was in Las Vegas yeah. when every time that a rapper that I like died, I was in Las Vegas. Damn. When Pac died, when Biggie died, when Big Pun died. Yeah, they gotta keep you away from <laughs> Vegas, man. They need to pay for your yeah your protection. That's crazy, man. Yeah, no, nah, that was uh yeah, that's great. You're in Hungary, Budapest. Yeah, the man. And, and they understood like the whole culture and shit. And I was like, and that's the first time that I embraced. What do they speak in Budapest? Hungarian, mm. uh, which is, I don't know what's probably maybe some type of like German. They're like, uh, Ricky Martin? Yeah. <laughs> Living la vida loca? I didn't like fo- soccer or no shit like that, but during that time it was World Cup. How's too. your Spanish? Oh, my Spanish is trash, though. That's uh, funny. You were a real American Puerto Rican. Though. I'm a real American Puerto Rican. See, and that was like the weird thing, like. I mean, I was Puerto Rican. Where I'm from in New Jersey, I mean, it's just... It's regular. Yeah, it's you regular. Re- you look jersey as shit. Yeah, it's regular. But it's, but it's funny, because then you come to this area... And they and want you to Puerto Rican the fuck up. Well, <laughs> people look at you, and they judge you. Yeah, 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 and yeah. And they're going to judge you based off... Because where, where I grew up, I, I think I'm... I was always... I always look different, but then it's like... I never... There was never any expectation on me, because they, they just assumed I was Latin. But then you get older, and then you start to assimilate into the D.C. culture... They expect certain things. Yep. They're like, what's your, what's your, what's your vibe? What's your thing? I noticed here when I came back, to, when I came to D.C., they don't like dem- see when I was growing up, Cuban, Dominican, right, Puerto yeah. Rican. That's Jersey. normal. That's Jersey, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I come, Regular, yeah. yeah, I come down here. Because we don't have Puerto Ricans. You don't. We don't have Cubans or Dominicans. All that we have much, is really. all we have is Salvadorians. Yeah. So they view them. They people in D.C. would grow up with El Salvadorians. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or, white people were like papooses. Yeah. yeah. Huh? Not knowing, like, or they look at me, and I grew up in an all-black neighborhood, so my affectations and how I talk and carry myself sure, yeah. and what I'm into. Plus, I'm Afro-Latin, too, from on my Puerto Rican yeah, side yeah, yeah. of my back family. I can see people uh, mistaking you for being black. Yeah, yeah, I get the mixed thing all the fucking time or whatever. Yeah. But, like, plain, just understanding your culture and shit like that, man, plays a lot in how you identify and how you did, approach that. Did you feel like a need when you get on stage to, uh, to address that? I, I play up my racially, my racially, my racial ambiguity. Right. You know what I mean? That I'm racially ambiguous. Some people don't, depending on where I'm at, mm-hmm. like I live in Ashburn and they got a real big, like Middle Eastern um, mm. uh, area in, community, in Ashburn yeah. community, right? And then I'll, people will be like, oh, are you, where are you from? Like, and I'm like, no, I'm not from yeah, <laughs> Iraq. Yeah, 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 I'm not, yeah, 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 especially yeah. if my beard is real thick or yeah. some shit like that. This one dude They're had like, a Habibi, whole, Habibi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, nah, that's not me. Homie like, had a whole conversation with me one time and I didn't have the heart to talk. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm like, not Iraqi. I'm not. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like, Saudi. Oh, I'm not anything like that. No. Yeah, dude. Man, it's so hot here, though. Yeah, you have a you have a sweating problem. I do, though. I when I get nervous or anxious, mm. I start sweating, and it's happened more as I gotten older. But I think also because I've been on stage and stuff. Yeah, you do sweat a lot. That's interesting. 
Now that's, I remember that's, that's I like a weird segue. Well, no, because you know it made me all of a sudden think about Dylan. Dylan yeah. used to sweat a lot. He used to sweat a lot. He had a problem. He had to always come with uh, spare clothes. Yep, I do that. No, and, and, and I was like, always, I was like, damn, that's a real issue because I never had thought that you you have when you sweat that much to the point where you need extra clothes. Yeah. And like Especially you're, when you're and rolling too, because like in like, <laughs> when you were doing roll, like rolling on E, no, <laughs> wait, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm Molly. What? <laughs> yeah, that's what we used to say. You yeah, know, but right? when you're when faded you, too, that's yeah, what we used to call start, rolling. Yeah, right, you could right? Right? be like, damn, he's he on that shit. He's sweating his ass. That's what we used to say back in the day. Yeah, oh, yeah, you yeah, rolling? Yeah, you rolling on it? Or dude. girls who roll or like rollers were like, that's the shit, man. Yeah, man, sweaty as fuck. Because it's not that hot in here. That's a, that's why I'm like no, it's not. But it's like it's definitely. I get my you. juices flowing, man, and now I'm just like you're hype. I'm you're hype as fuck. You're turned up. Yeah, I'm turned up. My anxiety will start kicking and in, and then I'm just like how, you you mentioned anxiety a lot. Uh, is it how 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 serious is this anxiety? Because I everyone has anxiety on some level. I'm not a crippled anxiety person. Where I know people like that, where yeah. anxiety wants to keep them in the house or anything right, like right, that. Right, right. But I do. Um, I'm not good with. Cr- I'm not good with crowds. Really? Yeah, or very crowded places. So it's like something. an unnatural. It's an unnatural, unnatural environment. For you yeah. to go mm-hmm. for so you. that, like facing that. But fear, when you're on stage, it's different. It just. Um, I think what my anxiety is weird. It also makes me hyper focused. Mm-hmm. And when I'm under pressure, I always. I'm not boasting or anything, but when I've been in pressure moments, I've always thrived and done well in the military and mm. things like that. Like I get really hyper focused and I can't. When I don't do well is when I have a lot of time. Or if I have, you know what I mean, to think about shit, and then I get in my head, and then I'm, I'm like Sonic the Hedgehog. Interesting. I'm, I'm gone. I have a theory about that type of stuff. What do you I, mean? I, no, because uh, it, it, when it means that when, when things are, like, hectic, you're able to focus. Like, things need to be, like, kind of, like, traumatic for you things to, like, or, un, like, uncomfortable for things to lock in. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, do you have ADHD? Yeah. So, like, one time I went to go see the doctor. This is, like, four or five years ago, and – uh. He was like a pretty good doctor. He was like one of those ex- more expensive doctors and had issues. I always had issues focusing, but I was at an adult age where I'm like, all right, something needs to happen because shit ain't getting done. It's fucking with the money. So I went to go see this doctor. And the way he described it was like, he was like, yeah, when things are, uh, when things are not, like when things are going fine, you have issues paying attention, but like your, adrenal- your, your adrenaline needs to be going mm-hmm. for you to just be able yeah, to yeah, focus, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So they they got me on uh, Adderall, which kind of balanced it all out. But that that ended up not being a, the right prescription. My theory is this is my own theory. This is without the doctor I'm saying because I grew up in a, a lot of traumatic shit mm-hmm. like growing up. Like, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of traumatic experiences in the household, and it, it I was used to that. So like my my heart rate would always be up as a young kid, like at a young age, like bah, 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 like shit. I would see like fights break out. Yeah, I would yeah, see yeah. My Pops hit other like beef with other ice cream truck drivers and have baseball bats be like being you know what I mean like that's so funny so like thinking about the some ice like cream weird some like deep. you know but that was like regular shit that like at any given moment I was in charge my dad Tommy at a young age yeah if you live if, in chaos you get used to chaos I was supposed to I was the one who always had to call the cops because my dad Tommy from a young age the first person to call the cops is not held accountable for the altercation or some shit uh, so I I okay. always had to be the guy calling mm-hmm. the cops like my dad's fighting a tow truck driver. Or like the tr- the tow truck driver is attacking my dad, some shit like that. So anyway, so like I always grew up around those type of situations. So like now, it takes a lot for me to be like like going on stage is very uh, soothing to the, at this point. It's cathartic. It's like because I'm like very comfortable because mm-hmm. all it's not it's it's where I feel like it's a it's the perfect well, combination. It's a power of, moment too. Yeah, You're it's in well, total control. Well, I'm able to focus and lock in and 
but then it takes like regular mundane tasks. I have issues focusing when mm-hmm. shit's like basic and not exciting. That's why I, I never did good in school. Like school was n- structure. I always had issues with structure. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I never was an organized structured person. I always had to go above and beyond to focus on like basic shit. That's why I couldn't get into college right away out of high school. I had to go to community college. Like everything was very like had to be like harder because it just was never structure is a big thing I have issues with. And that's my theory on people who grew up around trauma that, that they need. Uh, yeah. There's or an, uh, there's always an event or a trigger event. My son is a little bit like you. He's a lot like you in that where um, he struggles with structure. You know what I mean? Like I told you on art, like he started failing art, mm-hmm. which he's amazing right. at. You know what I mean? But the first thing he would tell me is, uh, is that they don't let me do what I want to do. Like this isn't art. This is not what I like to do. You know? And he would just buck mm-hmm. it. Oh, fuck it. Yeah, I get yeah, an yeah. F. Yeah, yeah, Dude yeah. can draw like real graphic, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, designing yeah. Yeah. on Photoshop and like the sixth grade. And he would fail like a class because it was, they, oh, well, let's shade. And he'd be like, yo, I'm way past shading. Right. You know what I mean? I'm way past this or I'm way past yeah. that. Yeah. That's tough, man. It sucks to see someone not live up to their potential. That's a very... It's tough, man. It's tough as a parent. It's something, like I said, because, like, he'll get these ideas, like, the other day, like, basic shit, basic basic, Super math, basic, yeah, 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 yeah. and English and shit. Like, he struggles with shit like that. Dog, I struggle with basic shit to this day, <laughs> dog. Like, it's embarrassing. But it got to the point where my family understands me a little bit better because they see me excel, like, on like mm-hmm. in my yeah. small little career that I got now, but it's like... They can see that, like, the parallels. Like, all right, look, man, the shit that I'm doing is not normal. Like, on stage, like, my career, but you have to understand that shit comes at a price. And that price is not being able to put an envelope in the mailbox. Like, I have issues with, like, some real basic shit. Real basic shit. That's, Mm -hmm. like, not normal. But in a way, though, it's not even that because it's it's just how you function. What is normal? Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Because, like, people can – I've learned this a lot, like, having a kid, you know what I mean, and watching my kid. Because I've raised my son since he was three years old by myself. So it's a real hyper-focus, intense, like, me and him all the time kind of relationship. How does he feel about your doing comedy? He doesn't really acknowledge it much. Other than, like, we talk about it. Is he hating on you? No, it's not that, but he's at that age where his world – you know what I mean? You remember being 15, 16? Yeah. Do you think he has some, like, how dare dad have a life outside of me? <laughs> there's part, like, there's part of the, Trying to pursue your dreams yeah, and shit? jealousy and shit. Like, what fuck the you, fuck? Fuck you your think? dreams, dad. I'm yeah. still trying to find my dreams. Yeah. How you gonna find your dreams before <laughs> I find my dreams and being happy and shit? I took him to a show once, and he sat in the back and watched my shit, right? He watched the whole show in the back. How Where, how, where was this? It was Cellar Door in Frederick. Oh, shit. When was this? This was couple like, years ago oh, like maybe so my first year in comedy in? yeah right i took him to the show remember talk moffat yeah right so talk did the show he talk was his like favorite comedian mm-hmm. not me he didn't watch him call so i was like hi hey man you like my shit like it was good and he was like yeah like one of the jokes was like a hundred percent but the less were like 50 50 yeah. like yeah, yeah, <laughs> i didn't yeah, really yeah, like yeah. i didn't talk to that's him for funny. like 45 minutes that's hilarious i mean you're a year in too but at the same time that's you know that's your son that's he's your gonna, hurt he's that's, i thought he was gonna be like oh that's so cool i can't believe yeah, you got in front yeah, of all yeah. those people wow it was like, yeah this shit was kind of whack dog and you brought me all that's the way a, to fred how, wait but how old was he i think he was 12 13 12 13 is an interesting age man that's like you're trying to be on your cool shit you know what I mean? Uh, with my son is weird, man. It's just like um, is, he, is your son popular and cool? No, he's a loner. Interesting. Yeah, he's like loner. Were you were you like that? Yeah, but mine's was more well. We're self inflicted. Self inflicted. No, you didn't have. Um, you didn't I was have a to trauma be a- kid, mm. so I'm a definitely got like abuse shit and trauma okay. shit. 
So, that, so my shit you was had real reasons to be alone. Yeah, I withdrew a lot, but I always had friends. Like I was always a person like people yeah. knew. You see how I am now. Like I can network and yeah. I can which them call. I always knew who a person was or people yeah. were like, you know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would just withdraw. I didn't like being in a big group. And if I was in a group, I'm the one controlling mm. the group. You know what I mean? I need to know what's going on. Like that's So you ha- you had to be in, you had to run the group. Not so much run. I could do it covertly you know what i mean just like from the back and not really call the shots but let this guy (laughs) feel like he's the man yeah like i could do that and my friends will tell you that shit like yeah we know we would ask you for like doing shit like that but that was just because my anxiety man I always need to know like what's going on. Like it, it it's what, just something uh, that fucks with me. Yeah, all your the time. anxiety seems like a severe case. Where did that is that shit from? Military shit? Not so much severe. It's just more people of people thinking you're Ricky Martin. You're like, yo, dog, that's not, <laughs> no, that's that's not, not me, me, son. That's not that's me, not son. Me. That's another Puerto Rican. No, it's um, um, <laughs> toxic <like>, masculinity. This is where this is where all stems sharing from. My fucking it's feelings all, with it's nobody. All, it all comes back yeah. to Ricky Martin. And I talk. <laughs> like yo, That's nah. He came out the closet, not me though. I'm You're not like, gay. Always trying to prove yourself. Not gay, yeah. Ever yeah. since Ricky Martin. That's a funny sketch. That's a, that would be a, a funny toxic sketch. masculine. Yeah, like a toxic Ricky, masculine. Ricky, Ricky Martin, Martin ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? I played that up though when he was the man. I mean, dog. He was. The I could dance salsa though, so it was it was good for me. I was living life for like three years. I was yeah. the shit. There, when he when he was uh, when he was like on top, man. He could have got it's the craziest thing. He could have got any woman he wanted. Well, and he and did. He's like, and he's that like, was part of his shit. He's stick. like, no, I want Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I want Juan. Yeah, give me Juan. Send Juan to my room. <laughs> Juan's just dancing behind him, and nobody knows. They yeah. about to fuck the shit out of each other later. I want seven Juans. <laughs> <laughs> seven Juans. He was in Menudo. Yeah. I remember when that you don't. I know you don't remember that. I remember when they were like Latin new kids on the block, Latin new edition. Like, they were mm. huge, bro. Like huge, like these. It was like, I yeah, think like five, I, six I, Latin yeah, kids. Yo, I, my shit go. My date, my shit dates back to like novellas. I used to watch novellas with my mom. I don't know if you ever got into novellas. like what, like Maria Jose. Ma- no, yeah, Maria, uh, um, Marimar. Remember Marimar? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Marimar and uh, a couple other ones. Marimar was like the big one because it's Talia. Oh yeah, she was. Which one was the one that Lucero was in? I don't remember. The names escaped me, but I definitely. But they were all like top Mexican yeah, singers yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah, during that yeah, time. Yeah. So I go, yeah, my, my shit traces back to back then. My <laughs> it roots. was always over dramatic and my shit. Roots. Yeah, no, I, I used to do a lot of characters from those joints. Oh, shut up. On yeah. stage? No. Oh, oh. That, but oh, that was my first to my family. family yeah, because there was shit. always trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'd always be the guy who's like. It's hey. funny you say that because I used to be that kid too. I, when I was, I was always up. the guy yeah, like, hey, guys, it's not that bad. I used <laughs> to dance. That <laughs> oh, was word? my shit. Like, hilarious. Like, uh, Break dance, shit Word. like that, or I could dance. So, like dancing was my shit. Dancing is a great tool for the Latin community. I don't know what it is about. We're like the most oppressed, one of the most oppressed groups, but we dance our ass off and we know how to. And it's an art everybody wants to learn from us too. Yeah, like every you can go. I live in the suburbs, the whitest, whitest suburbs ever, mm-hmm. and they have salsa dance instructing oh, yeah. places all, and it'll be packed to the gills. Yeah, packed. salsa is a fun ass dance, dog. I uh, I'm not heavy on it, but I uh, I definitely have dated girls that love the salsa, and I would go and I was like, hey man, this shit is. Dog bachata is the shit. Bachata is more central for those listening. Salsa is a uh, is more universally accepted. Bachata is more Central American, right? No, I want to say or, well maybe I don't know the Puerto direct Rica, where, yeah, no, origin, but like where I'm from, love bachata. Bachata's taken over in the last I want to say ten. 
15 years because like mm. just the the blending of cultures like reggaeton and bringing like yeah. hip-hop inspired like beats and stuff it's like uh, like a it's just a cool ass thing when you connect with somebody doing bachata it's over son y'all yeah. having babies or it's some smooth shit. yeah bachata is some smooth shit remember fulanito oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I remember like the first reggaeton that nobody like would listen to so when like, I was coming yeah, up. I, back when growing up, my family used to have house parties, and my mom would have all her Bolivian friends come through. My dad would have all his Persian That's friends funny. come through, and so they would all, they all universally agreed that like Fulanito and Celia Cruz were like gonna win the party. <laughs> so like they all got down to like the Latin shit, and they just like and then Celia they Celia Cruz like, bring your party to a, uh, bring man. it down. Yeah, be over. La vida es un carnaval. Yeah, this shit is Celia Cruz, man. Man, yeah, the Latin culture is dope. This I miss that part, man. That's something that my family don't have now. And like you said, like, m- I remember growing up, and it'd be like my whole family would just be partying, dog. Like, dancing, partying, yeah. every little event, every little thing. But that's something you don't see as much. You don't see that in 2018 as much. People don't dance at parties like that. You oh, know what I mean? I'm for no, I don't even go to clubs. Y'all don't do nothing in the club well, I'm, now. I'm, I'm just saying, not just the clubs, but even like uh, house parties. You know what I mean? House like, parties, you know, like yeah. there's a community. Yep, mm-hmm. People will come. There'll be food, and then people will be dancing on the, you know, at the in the house, and it'll just be like people just everybody make. just sitting on the couch with their hand in the air. That's about as mm-hmm. much getting hype and shit. I'm just like, yeah, you lose the heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. So everybody just wants to see. I don't know. Maybe we're all in our phones and shit all the time. I'm. Maybe I'm a victim of that too. I'm hoping to bring back that tradition once I once I get my get a new spot, and then just like recreate that that uh, that upbringing. Really? Yeah, like house party dancing. Even like doing some new new new. Uh, one time I had a I had a cookout at my spot a few years back, and I had like um, a Bolivian band come through and serenade my whole my whole <laughs> my whole group of friends. <laughs> that shit was some gangster shit, dog. This is when I had some. Were left. they all kitted up too? Oh, bro. Really? Su- all the, the bl- they were suited and booted in the Bolivian traditional attire. Um, and uh, they were called the Mystic Warriors. And it was the most beautiful. I don't know if you're familiar with Bolivian music. Nah, Bolivian pure, music. I, w- I couldn't tell you that. So, Bolivian, pure Bolivian music is more music. like indigenous. It's like a lot of woodwinds and a lot of like, they ha- there's this like instrument called the Samponia. It's like, woo, it's like a woodwind joint, but it's so soothing. It's like, Are, not- Bolivian music be like more like Gypsy Kingish kind of music. Gypsy, what is that? The Gypsy Kings, they used to. Uh, we ain't no gypsies, dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who you calling the gypsy? I know, you mixed shit. <laughs> That's so gypsy fucked King. up. Nah, but Gypsy sounds funny. Gypsy Kings, they sang that song, um, Bombalea or something. You heard it before, dog. I, I definitely know you heard I, it. I, I, yeah, I definitely, I'm sure I heard it, but I don't know it. It's by more, maybe like a little bit more rockish. Can you do, do, you know, do you know any lyrics? No, I don't know it? the lyrics. You ain't Come making on. me sing this Come shit. On, on. You better cut this thing. Where's <laughs> Bo at? Bo should have had it on spin yeah. and pull it up. Yeah, maybe, but yeah, I remember I remember hiring this band. And they serenaded to th- my group, my 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 party, and uh, that shit was tight. And then we had a mic, and then uh, I wonder if there could be ever like a mic. I remember one time we w- I went to a DC comedy party, and we had like a mic, and we all got on the mic, and kind of, it was kind of like a mic, but we were all riffing. That could be fun, but then it gets a little weird. Just fucking around with like yeah. some music in the background. Yeah. Music always makes you do cool shit, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. I remember I did some shit with Romaine, um, and he was on the piano. Yeah, and it was just something about him on the piano and like oh, me yeah. and him talking back and forth. Oh no, they, yeah, there's a jam session. Yeah, and I jam just session. I started pulling shit. I got very comfortable on stage. That's probably like you know how you have. I know you know 
like for me i'm very early in this shit but you have like these little like like level up moments like Mm -hmm. milestone moments almost kind of are you like a light switch turns on and you're like ah yeah okay i can do this did you did you did you feel like you had one of those recently uh i went the patent thing definitely was yeah uh yeah because i i kind of saw it right in front of me i was like damn he's having a moment (laughs) which is like it's exciting because it doesn't happen a it doesn't happen for everyone but two you know uh, when you put the work in, it's great to see. It's and it was a see. moment, like you said, that unfolded in front of me because yeah. people like, oh, you knew, like you said, oh, we had contract. No, I didn't know. Yeah, that day, the way it happened was, I went to, I've done some acting and stuff and like commercials and stuff like that. Yeah, and um, they were looking for somebody to do like a sketch with him. Mm-hmm. And so I got the part to do the sketch with him. He yeah, yeah, might yeah. possibly be like in a special or whatever. I do the sketch. We're just chilling, like walking back, me and him and a couple other people. And we're talking and people are starting to notice who he is, too. Like, yeah. they're oh, oh, like doing that shit. Like, Ratatouille. <laughs> it's el Ratatouille, eh? Ratatouille is here. It's <laughs> 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 <He's> aquí. <laughs> so like, he's walking. <laughs> I just picture the kitchen staff like, Ratatouille. Yeah. <laughs> Mauricio, bring the camera. Señor Ratatouille, it's aquí en el big hunt. Yeah, I don't have I don't speak Spanish. Yeah, so he's coming. (laughs) We're walking and um you knew they had that show later that we were all were gonna watch. You know what I mean? Right, right. Where he just specifically wanted comics and the whole vibe was this is his thirtieth year in comedy and he wanted to start where he started from in DC. He didn't start at the Big Hunter or anything, Mm -hmm. but he started in D.C. doing mics in the area, and he just wanted to come back, and he w- that's where he wanted the, the basis of his show yeah. to come from. So we're walking. He gets a phone call, and he's like, oh, we lost the host, and he's talking to his manager. And then I'm just casually walking inside. I'm not saying nothing. And he was like, oh, Dom can host. And that's how I found out. Yeah. Like, it might be my boy. He was with me, and we just, like, looked at each other. Like, I looked at him like, she just fucking hear what I said because I don't want to repeat myself and look like right. a dumbass. You know, right. I can't post this on Facebook and not, you know, not, not happen. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah. That, that's and then it just happened, man. It just, it was a whole bunch of things that I'd never have done before. They wanted me to do a five minute set in the beginning, then bring somebody up and then do another five minute set. Um, then yeah. bring the next one. Yeah. It's definitely a challenging situation, but you handled it the, the, the best way. But possible. the craziest shit was when Patton Oswalt introduces me. Right. <laughs> That's when it got real, and I started sweating, and I started panicking. Yeah, and like even Sean had to come back. He was like, he was like, you got this. Like, what you call? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, dude, uh, yeah, I saw the whole thing unfold in front of me. I was like, this is, but you stepped up and you fucking knocked it out the park, and it was like really cool to watch. It's really excited. I was happy for you, man. I that was like that, that was like a great. That was a great, great day. And it was cool to see my peers there too i uh, think yeah. sometimes was we don't it? understand that yeah like you you need affirmation from your from your peers man yeah. even if it's just like begrudgingly like they don't want to give you your props sure 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 but you it, when you even when you get that props like that way you're like yeah you had to give me that shit you yeah, know what yeah, i mean yeah, like yeah. was there a part of you that like wanted to spike the football like <laughs> touchdown yeah. motherfuckers i addressed it in the beginning like i remember in the beginning of my set um i said some shit like yeah, I don't know how the fuck I got this either, and I know y'all gonna talk about it in behind my back on that's, Facebook. That's and hilarious! Shit. <laughs> I didn't remember that. Yeah, I said I, it right in the beginning. I was like, really? "Don't front." I know it's gonna be some Facebook messages like, "How the fuck did that I'm gonna get?" That's funny, but that's a great. I mean, that's a good way. You know, gotta address the elephant in the room. Addressing like. the obvious has helped me. Jason Weems gave me that. I remember one time he pulled me to the side. We were talking. And he was just like, "Okay, you just dress the obvious in the room, even if it's the dumbest." 
you know what I mean, thing and just like yeah. let them know who you are and they can relate to you. And I, again, another moment when a guy like yourself or like somebody that drops a jewel and you listen to it and yeah. then it works almost immediately. Yeah. That's one of the coolest shit about doing, you know what I mean, comedy. from Because like I said, I'm an old dude. I'm taking advice from people that are like 10, 15 years younger than me sometimes. Yeah. And it makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's, a, that's a really cool, interesting thing about comedy is like the age differences, but then like the years in, that separates everyone that like you can learn from almost like someone that's comes from a different whole nother age bracket. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. That's a, another key part. I like to tell my son too, is like just humbling yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean always stay yeah. humble. You don't know who's going to be who. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where yeah. you at? You know what I mean? It don't have Man- to be an yeah. old dude. It could be a young dude. You know what I mean? Managing ego. Yep. Keeping the ego in check. That's a, that's a daily thing. I'm, I'm always working on. Cause it's like, it's a, it's a tough balance of being on stage and trying to like, when you're on stage for however long you're supposed to be the man then you get off stage you're like yo you got to go back to being that that the regular ice cream truck driver i'm yeah. in that point where i'm smelling my shit right now so i'm like <laughs> yeah like it's my i didn't have tons of confidence doing comedy mm. and i think that's what the patent thing and all that like kind of coming to the head yeah at one moment it was like oh you know what people really think you can do this Right, and it gave me confidence in a weird. I know you're supposed to have your own confidence well, and shit. Sometimes but it, it comes from different places, and that was a that was a gift, that was a blessing, and I think you got to run with that. But it's also like that might be the win you need with your sales mm-hmm. to get you the next thing. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it'll be the next challenge, it'll be a next obstacle. As you know, as you continue, mm-hmm. the shit only gets harder, dog. The shit only gets a little. It only gets like it gets more, uh, you know, competitive, and you're in a different gr- uh, group. Of comics you know and you have to learn how to just um handle that and it's like uh it's an ongoing process and it's like you said with that clock dog and that pressure like yo my time like now i'm at the point like when i get on stage i want to burn a hole in the fucking stage no yeah. matter what if it's as up, you should as you should. Call it. but i also am at that point too where i have people notice who i am i've gotten a little of, of momentum or whatever but i'm Tops, I'm like a 15-minute comic. I know sure. my limits. Sure, sure, I'm not sure. going to be like, oh, I'm killing it. I'm going to be featuring for No, I mean, 15 minutes is my swimming lane right now. And now I know I got to go to a next step. And that shit is, you know what I mean, humbling and overwhelming a right. little bit too. Like people ask you like, oh, great set, man. You host. It was a great show. Or, you know what I mean, good guest spot or whatever. And then be like, yo, can you feature? And they'll be like, I don't have 20. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, well, I mean, that's that's the next thing. And it's cool to have things in front of you that you can work on. Because some people just be out here, don't even know what they're, you know what I mean? They got no goals, man. I, I don't understand that. That's something that I can't. Yeah. That, that, that's something we could spend a lot of time on, but I don't want to. Because no, that's, that's not some overachievers <laughs> content. You know? It isn't, man. That's why you're here and not there. But seeing them is a, also an example, too, of not, to you know what I mean? It's a, a, a reminder of not to do. Whenever you're thinking you're smelling your shit or you're yeah. getting a little humbled and you see that. Or you could see somebody who was smelling their shit and then just started just fading. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, dude, I remember just earlier today. I'm, 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 you know, I'm working on the ice cream truck and I'm just like miserable. But then I was like, yo, I gotta, I gotta drop some new shit tonight. You know what I mean? I gotta drop, I gotta come with some heat. I was like, cause this shit needs to be worth it. If I'm gonna get in my car, drive to the city, 45 minutes, park, pay for parking. Let me drop some new, some new shit. And then I just got on stage and came up with like. Two, three new minutes tonight. I see you watch them call, and I love how you always try to do like even when you do overachievers, the yeah. hot new seven. People don't understand how fucking hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That shit is. Oh man. yeah, I'm quiet with my shit, man. I don't need to really. People don't know, but like, yeah, this shit is. Uh, 
I the try not amount of dicks you have to eat to just get a two, three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> no. yep. And I'm quite even when I'm like when I get those touchdown moments, I'm like, let me just on to the next. You get you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's like it never stops. I got the last show was great. Packed that joint out to like the max. You know, I think we hit like 200 people here, and then and you know it, it, it feels great. But in the back of my mind, I'm like. Got to keep the shit going. You know, people come up to me all the time. How's the show? How's the show? I'm like, you know how the show was. <laughs> you don't you have know to, how the fuck that show was. But it's not about, I mean, it, it feels, you know, it's cool, but I'm not, I'm not fishing for compliments from other, com- I, I'm working on building it up to the point where it's like, it, where it needs to be, which is growing. And when you do shit like that, and I tell people this, I've learned it in my career or whatever, my regular life career, yeah. you know what I mean? Is when you do good shit, you attract good people. It's almost Word. natural. You don't go have to go out and look for those people. Yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean, it just comes together. Some it might not come together on the time frame that you want it to be. Right. But it eventually always comes together like clockwork, man. Yeah, it man. Always happens. I feel like uh, I, I I approached you recently mm-hmm. after it was like it was like a lot. It was I think it was I think I think seeing you like getting the patent moment and then also like the way you handled it was great. And then I was like a good moment to just watch because it was like I've definitely seen you work hard the past few years, but it's just a matter of it all coming together mm-hmm. at once. Because a lot of times, man, there's so many comics that come in and then they they uh, they pursue this and they it, I don't want to say they fizzle out, but they um they don't stick with it. It's hard, man. It's hard. I, it's hard. It's and that's what I'm saying. It's I not. I told people shit last year. I gained fifty pounds, dog. Yeah, like it was a rough. It's like, rough. I was getting shit, and people were like, oh, you're doing... But I was having a hard time, like, Handling. the humbling, being humble, and then, like, eating a dick. Like you, like you said, you could go... There used to be times I'd go from one spot, and then I would have a great set at that spot, and I'd go to a new spot where I'm not... I'm working my way up the ladder, and the last spot didn't mean nothing. You right. know what I mean? And I'm 17th on the list yeah. at 1 o'clock in the morning yeah. on a Saturday. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what people don't... You know what I mean? Take a look at or all understand. the things you gotta do behind the scenes mm-hmm. to even get those spots. And being humble and, and saying, just, writing hey, those humble emails and not getting a response back and doing that shit over and over that's so and over funny, again. Dog, you wrote a status the other day that I want to be like, dog, me too. <laughs> I know all the status, bro. About, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and it's yeah. like we both know who that Booker is, mm-hmm. and I, I don't get spots from him. Yep. And it's like, yeah, dog, it's not. It's nothing to do with you. It's not a personal. It's just dog. Like it just be like that. Yep. And it's like what? Yeah. To set it up, what happened was, <laughs> I said spot. Uh, I like even if people don't fuck with you, maybe they might fuck with you one day. Line, so yeah. you have to be humble. You, humble about it, right? And it was just I keep mess. I keep messaging this dude, messaging this dude, no response, which is no profe- nothing. Which is a professional thing to do. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then he just one day he hits me up. He hasn't touch base with me or nothing right. i performed before and he was like hey man if you know any funny new people just send me their address and that was it and i was just like it was just one of those moments right. you know what i mean like yo this is the, the shit the, people the, don't the, understand the, the tipping point yeah it <laughs> was it with that person that yeah. was the tipping you just start, point you start, start you just start yelling out, i'm not ricky martin <laughs> like what no one no one said you don't ricky. you know where the fuck i was <laughs> yeah in 2001 i was yeah. the shit yeah <laughs> oh my god i just opened for Pat Oz. i just did the kennedy center Fuck you. <laughs> Kennedy Center, then you can't even get on in like a fucking Italian restaurant. Yeah. Like, Yo, people, you bro, don't understand this shit, people. You, who are you telling, bro? I have issues with that same person, and I've been on TV like a dog. Like, but it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, yo, man, you ain't going to be able to win everyone over. You just got to learn to keep it moving. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I said, when I posted it, it was more just funny because I knew a lot of people have gone 
threw that thing. It wasn't like a mean thing, like yo, yeah, fuck yeah, this yeah, guy yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. It, and it was, it was, uh, it was, it was, fu- it was funny. It was so just like, like it, bro, this is it. Like y'all yeah. think this is always dope, and I'm getting no man. This is I like, I like, yeah. I, I, I always try to make it a point to have some balance in my posts. A lot of it goes on my Instagram stories because I don't, I don't, I never write shit on my Facebook, even though I think about something every day. But I'm like, nah. You engage well on Instagram. That's the medium for you, though. I love Instagram. You know it's, a great, it's a great outlet, and it's like it, it, it's where my folks are. My folks, honestly, it's nothing but. It makes sense too because your show yeah. is fun as fuck. It's just like a fun vibe, and what I get from Instagram and why I like to, I don't fuck with Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I only yeah. fuck with Twitter like the troll people, yeah. and that's about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And like follow sports, but Instagram. Is it's just concentrated. People want to see stuff. They want to have fun. They want to cut out all the bullshit. I don't want to hear about yeah. Trump nineteen times on my Facebook feed. Bruh. You know what I'm saying? And there'd be too many bookers on Facebook. Too many like <laughs> you know what I mean? too many, and it's like show. and it's like uh Why are you inviting hundred and seventy five comics to your mic on a Tuesday? Yeah, not even that, but like people who like are in positions of like power like oh yeah gate, you have gate, to monitor you gotta check yourself so it's like, that's yeah. why i'm like let me just be like chill on facebook mm-hmm. or just chill on everything i'm like because honestly i'm not even that dude i'm like i i'm very fortunate where i'm in a spot where i can just go on stage and let this shit on stage speak for itself and then let the let the show speak for itself and then it's like that's a great p- place to be uh i try what i like about that and i'm like that way too but what i like especially when i saw you i'm like I've I watched you for a while, not in a fucking not in a Ricky weird Ma- way, not, not, not in a Ricky, Ricky Martin, Martin or. Juan way, <laughs> but it was like always to seven see seven Juan. <laughs> I need seven Juan's now, <laughs> and I was like, that's some baller shit yeah. though. And, uh, yeah, it's just seven Juan's magically. Like, I want seven Juan's in my room in ten minutes. And they all got numbers. <laughs> They're all running <laughs> to find seven Juan's. Like, this is a Miguel. Like, just say your name's Juan. Did I ask for a fucking Miguel? <laughs> no, I did not. I know a Miguel when I see one. And this is a <laughs> It was like always seeing when people don't um, see the obvious. When people when it's like right in front of you, like mm. seeing it, like you you're floating, you're floating, you're floating, and all of a sudden it's like, how the fuck did overachievers become mm. like this thing? Or well, if you were paying attention, right, right, right you know right, what I mean. Right, it right. was right there in front of your fucking right, face the right, entire time. Right. And that's why I try to tell people like, the, the loudest person in the room isn't the dopest person in the room. Yeah, man, that's some that's some street shit for you guys listening. That's some New Jersey terror squad. That's some New Jack City shit. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite movies ever. Yeah, man. Nah, I mean, you just I guess we yeah. It's just I learned that early, man. You just, and it's like you can't waste your energy on shit that don't. You know what I mean? You can't talking shit, talking big shit. It's like what is that gonna do for you? Focus on what's in front of you. Build it up. Be 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 official. You know Take I mean? it from me, an old-ass motherfucker about to turn 40 in, st- in two weeks, man. You sit back a lot when you get older. and you Like, 40 is a milestone moment. I got jokes about it, like, reflecting and shit. And you all the time you fucking waste. You know yeah. what I mean? And then you're very um, aware of people and events and, and scenarios that will waste your fucking time. You know it instantly. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then just getting yourself away from that shit if you find it out earlier in life than some people do like men we tend to fucking don't get our shit together until we're like 35 40 you know what i mean yeah but if you figure it out early, early you're on the right path yeah. man and surround yourself with good people i got I'm that's lucky, the key man. thing man i got a good team like me and dj Bo, man we were we, we were locked in you know i call the plays you know i'm like the quarterback and like you know you need a you need a squad you know what i mean and uh I'm very fortunate because um, nobody does nothing alone, bro. Yeah, you nobody. Got to have a team. 
And that team might, like you said earlier, it might take some time to build, but eventually the right people will, will you'll attract the right people. Or you got to go find, you might have to go find the talent. You know, you might have to be on some like, you know, some scouting shit. You know, you got to build Belichick, the whole thing where you just got to pick the right people. Or you got to be humble sometimes, man. I'm, like what I do is you you identify people who are doing it and then you ask to be a part. Right. Don't You don't got to be the leader to catch the yeah. wave. You know what I mean? Yeah. With you, everybody else. And you can just learn from them. You can learn from them, man. You can figure that out. Like Take I said, some notes, it yeah. doesn't matter. I, I, don't nobody give a fuck about my regular job and my real life in this world. You know what I right. mean? It's two totally different things. So you got to take a look. Whenever you approach anything new in life, you know what I'm saying? I feel like the old man dropping parables and shit. But <laughs> nah. whenever you see, like, opportunity, you create your opportunity. You don't have to be the number one man. So if that dude is smarter than you, appreciate that. Yeah. You know what I mean? What's the saying goes, like, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. If you are. If you're the smartest you're the, person in the room, you got to get the fuck out the room. You got to yeah. find a new room eventually. Like, you yeah. can be the smartest person in the room for a while because what you have to be able to do. And I tell my son this and I. I tell like younger comics that I tend to be around because I tend to be sometimes be 15, 20 years older than some of these dudes is like you just you just got to see everything that's going on. Humble Mm. yourself, get on with somebody and learn. Yeah, but a lot of these guys, they're clouded. They don't know what's happening. Let's be real. That's true. That's real. That's true. I mean, not but the, you can not, understand not, not the a, comics listening to this podcast. <laughs> these are all the overachievers. People. You can these, understand it to a point. Too. They know they know gems when they when they hear it. But, you know, it's like sometimes people don't want to know. You know, you, feel me? you know what I mean? Some mm-hmm. people just don't want to know. Because it's easy to float in the margins, man. It's convenient. By, yeah. It's convenient. It's convenient to, like, not want to know the, tr- the, the the real truth of this and what it takes. Yeah, it's like when cats, like, the inside, like, I don't know a tons of shit comedy, but, like, dudes that don't want to go do any mics other than, like, some bringer shows or their homie show because that's yeah. safe. Or go hang out at a spot that where they're not, they might not be welcomed at or put in the time. Dog, you know how much, how hard it was when I was like the old dude in the corner and I would like be at Big Hunt and I'm looking at Dylan and Chris yeah. and y'all and I feel like a fucking like a eight, like I'm in high school again. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, almost, that's, I mean, but that's what it is. Yeah, like, it really it was, is. It was just like sitting in the corner, but I yeah. also got to. Once I got past the anxiety of it and shit, I got to see people interact with people. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And see how you move, I'm on the, it, move in a cut. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm from the hood. That's how I was always taught. Like, I do this with mics. If I don't know the place that I'm going to, I go one time on my own yeah. to see how it operates. Which I think is smart because you got to scout the area. No Scouting. That's, that's exactly that's what it is. I think that's what I would If I was starting out, that's what I would do. I could picture myself, if I were to start now, I would probably do the exact same thing. Scout out the room get a feel for it get get a feel for who's who where they are in the totem pole and then just go straight to the guy who i think is like oh dog i, I like what you're doing I, any advice you have yeah or, yeah yeah yeah. you know i remember i did that with danny rolando oh uh, really like i okay, did that yeah, danny's this, a this homie is 2000 this is when i was living in la trying to move back to dc and i read a uh Danny Rolando, people don't know, he was on the front page of the Washington Post like in 2012. He opened for um, Julio Iglesias mm-hmm. at like, I want to say Constitution Hall. Yeah, it was Constitution Hall. And he ended up being on the front page. They wrote an article about fucking the Danny, comedian, R- yeah. Danny Rolando. And I read that joint while living in L.A. thinking about starting stand-up. And I remember messaging Oh, you hadn't started it yet. I've never started. Oh. I was thinking about it. So I messaged Danny Rolando. I was like, hey, man, I'm thinking about getting into comedy. You know, I, w- I saw, you know. I, I like what you do. Is there any advice? And he's like, yeah, come to my. Show. So I ended up going to see him at a show in Waldorf, and then uh, and then uh, and then he told me to go to RFD, 
RFD. I missed yeah. RFD. I was then, I never got a chance to perform yeah. at RFD. So my yeah, my guy was Danny Rolando. That's crazy. And he became my guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like well, I've met him by chance. Um somebody I always tell people, somebody helps you no matter yeah, what. Yeah, yeah. Some uh some dude I'm not we're not friends unfortunately really anymore, but was a person that I knew, and he was like, "Yo, they're doing this Latino showcase. It was called Laugh-tinos. Was he a, was, he, was he a comedian? Yeah, it was a comic. It was who, a comic. Who, who yeah, put you on? he put me on. He was like, "Do you want to get on?" I was like, "Sure." And I think I was maybe yeah six six seven months in the game maybe. Yeah. And then I met Danny at the show. Wow. And then and Gabe Gabriel yeah. Rojo good, at the good, show. Good folks. And then they were like, "Yo, we got this room called Havana Village." Do you want to go? And I was like, yo, I used to go to that place when I first moved in Adams Morgan. That was like the salsa spot. I remember that's where I met you. I yeah, think. that's where you met me at, right? And then I had they, a picture with you and Gary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I started helping them. He was Danny's like my mentor. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I started. Good dude. Yeah, he just was like, we talk. He's the first person to let me host. He's the first person to let me drown on stage for like 15 minutes when I shouldn't have been doing 15 minutes of anything. You know what I mean? And it was just learning from someone else in the game, you know what I mean? He taught me how and then opened yeah. up a ton of doors, you know what I mean? That yeah, man. Damn, Danny Rolando helping both of us. Yeah, out. that's what I'm saying. And g- there's good people, and no matter what you and if you identify, they'll teach you, and then you pass the whole thing on. It comes back full circle. Yeah, dude. That's dope. So now you're like, you're, uh, you're getting more comfortable. You got your confidence. You know, you're finding your footing. Yeah, I yeah. am. How's that? That's, that's exciting, man. It is exciting. To, like tonight, like I did... um five minute set built around one of my goals in comedy is talking about mental health and things mm. like that and just being real as fuck is where i'm coming from that's that's kind of my comedy you know what i mean that's I a t- good thing to be conscious of early on you know what i mean yeah 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 because i think a lot of that's again it goes back to some people i don't want to spend too much time on it but like some people are doing it kind of aimlessly mm-hmm. not really being coherent on like what yeah they're fine even, and they don't have their voice they, what they're even trying to say yeah, yeah, whereas yeah. today i made it a point to think about uh like what I'm gonna say specifically on what theme? Yeah, because mm-hmm. I got themes. Yeah, yeah I got yeah. chunks. So mm-hmm. I gotta every time I write, I gotta has to fit my theme to ex- and expanding on that theme. So, but yeah, that's great. So then, what? So that's that's and my goal is like I said to be because when you're a person of color, you know what I mean. Talking about mental health issues mm-hmm. is not dope. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, we we don't talk about shit in, like in, that in general in the community. In the community, we don't talk about shit like that. Not necessarily in stand up though, right? Or just in stand-up, too? I think in stand-up, too, because it's one of those things, like, you got to get real as fuck. And some people, you got to right. be able to make, and well, you, well, you got to be funny, too. I would, I would say the challenging part is making it funny. That's right. The, yeah, yeah. So Don't nobody want to hear, oh, I got fucked up when I was a kid. Or, but that's where the skill comes mm-hmm. into play and what makes you different and special. And how can you do that? And I think, yeah, man, that level unlocked for me, um, I had, I think I've just, I've just been starting talking about my anxiety heavy. Right. And my like maybe the last three to f- six months or whatever. And then one day I did a show and I did a new joke about anxiety. I was just working on didn't get tons of laughs in the crowd. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, fuck, this sucks. And a, like a couple people after the show and they had anxiety and that's who I was targeting. They were like, that was hilarious. I know exactly how you feel. Mm. And, and that made me feel like I need to keep writing this i need to keep right there's something there it's not for everybody it's almost like you got the affirmation right at the right time y- yeah exactly right when you needed it mm-hmm. were you about a quick comedy before patent was that like a <laughs> <laughs> you're like i know ricky Martin. the worst panic i had a panic attack i tend to get uh, anxiety attacks when i'm doing well mm. sometimes and i've had yeah, I, I i i actually that's very i have the same issue really when things okay. are going 
well for me, uh-huh. I get very uncomfortable. Yep. Yeah, my girlfriend tells me because I'm not used. To, I because uh, I I'm used to climbing out of holes. I'm yep. used to like having bad situations fuel me. That's and, been my mm-hmm. th- reoccurring theme throughout my entire life. Having trying to climb out of a bad situation, a bad situation, and using yeah. that as fuel. And mine's I'm an anxiety person. I'm a very anxious person, thinking of what could happen mm. wrong. You know what I mean? Like and planning, but I'm a planner, so I plan for it. Like yeah. it's not always sexy to plan for the the normal or just the worst you know what i mean everybody wants everything to be dope oh, as fuck oh you got to especially dog you about to be 40 you gotta <laughs> bro you gotta plan some shit out yeah you so i got i figure it out and yeah man it's just like i said that affirmation of talking to that someone who related and then like it's learning crazy. all it took was i mean all mm-hmm. it took was a, a two people to come up a to couple you. people yeah and like i'll get messages from people like oh i'll post a status about it might get a ton of likes but it's be something yeah. that someone relates to and then i'm like listen i'm on the rhythm i'm i, I got a right chord i need to keep and you just learn that that trust your know, instincts trust your instincts and I, maybe i you'll probably be able to explain a little bit better to me just um fuck what's the word or how i want to say it it's just not the affirmation it's just you keep talking because you want people to listen to what you say you don't need you learn that um not everybody's gonna laugh at your shit and for a young comic yeah you know what i mean that's something that still bothers me yeah a lot not everybody can't relate to this i'll share i can relate to you 100 percent, and i'll share a story that because i know a lot of comics listen to this and they might not know this but my first two three years were terrible I was not, you know, I was, uh, I remember I start when I started, I was talking a lot it's to this day. I still talk a lot about my, uh, growing up Persian dad, whatever, a lot of Persian dad stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And when I started, that shit was just not flying. Like that <laughs> shit was just not cool. Cause it, the scene was very alty when I started and that shit. Yeah. You told about, me some shit like you came out in the leather jacket and yeah. shit like, like Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. I was just, yeah. I had a slick hair, leather jacket, just like real, like confident. From like just moved back from L.A. Did they, you wear sunglasses on stage? No, <laughs> I didn't. All right, <laughs> I didn't wear sunglasses, uh, and uh, yeah, people just weren't fucking with it. And um, but it it's what I thought was it's I stuck with it because it was coming from a real place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a trope, like where I was just trying to like I saw it somewhere and I was like, oh, this is what I need to do. I was like, yeah, nah, this, is, this is this is my story, and it took like literally, it took like year three year four to figure out how to make that ice cream truck shit work and it took three year four year like five years in to figure out how to make selling weed in high school fun because you gotta understand like if that if if you don't have the right lines or you know or the right delivery that shit's like that's not we don't want to hear this this is inappropriate Mm -hmm. in in most cases if it's not written correctly or if it's not presented yeah like my dad getting knocked out by another is not a funny situation if it's worded incorrectly so it takes a lot of years sometimes to just figure out like how to deliver a lot of this content or this this subject matter so it's exciting to hear you talk about trying to figure out how to you know deliver dude i'm in love with the process it's pretty cool i'm in love with the fucking process i think you gotta be dog i think i am too i know i am like even today man i was like fucking pissed off at work but i was like I need to figure out how to encompass all this anger <laughs> into my material because like this shit is so fucking mm-hmm. real. And I'm like, sometimes I look at shit as a, as a, as a, um, as like a sign. Like there's a sign. I'm still here selling ice cream. Like for whatever reason, the universe keeps putting me back in this ice cream mm-hmm. truck, no matter what. Yeah. I got two TV credits, yeah. son, two, like not one, but two. And I'm like, I'm still selling ice cream sandwiches. But the comedian in me is like, nah, dog, you need to listen. 
this is like you're you're being given a gift. You know what I mean? You are being presented with like this original ass story that nobody has. You got a life. Yeah. A lot of it's, I'm not trying to talk shit about people or anything, but a lot of people don't have life. You yeah. know what I mean? What I mean is they don't go out and do things new. They don't experience life. They're just going through the everyday motion of it. Yeah. And that's and that sucks. And I feel for those people. And we have the, our moments in life where we are those people, you know what yeah. I mean? But it's getting out of it and right. like say, yeah, I can't do this shit. Like I, I need to do something. I need to figure something else out. That's the key to a lot of shit. Man. Yeah. Having an original POV. You know what I mean? What's your What's your take on it? That's different from yeah. eighteen other people mm-hmm. on the show. That right? was the scariest shit for me. You know what I mean? Like what? of having my own point of view. Like, do you really want to hear about a forty year old, like a thir- mid late thirties dad and his kid? Like, is this going to be yeah, funny? But that's see, but that's in your own head. Yeah, Ramin said the same thing on the on on this up on this podcast. He has um, uh, like anxiety when he when he performs on the Overachiever show when it's a younger audience. He he has that like that feeling of like being too old for the audience but i'm like bro like honestly bro it's like how you deliver it and it like and they can smell when you're uncomfortable yeah. too so it's just getting comfortable it's the same way i feel when i go to fredericksburg i, I have a white i have a complex with white people white white audiences mm-hmm. or i always feel like they're judging me oh you know? yeah and it's like huh. and and i've with experience especially I've, when you're a guy who can work both rooms i've uh i've learned to it's i've i've gotten more uh you know, um, calm. Like I, 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 you know, not. I don't have as much like um, anxiety. Like oh, they they're not gonna like me. I'm from the city. They're like, r- like suburban, whatever. Mm-hmm. And like uh, it's changed. You know, and it's just reps. And I think uh, I think you're you found your footing in the city, which is exciting. That's funny when you say like the white because I never forget one of the painful lessons I learned. I did a competition and I went all the way to Delaware for this competition. For comedy? Yeah. It was a competition in the spot in Delaware. Um, and I went with a couple comics. We had one previously, right? Mm-hmm. So we come back for like this big f- finals. And I got in my head. I just got in my head for some reason. Yeah. Like they were all white crowd, working class crowd. How do I cater my shit? Don't do. And I left, didn't even do some of my best jokes because I didn't think they were the crowd for it. And I lost. Interesting. You know what I mean? And then somebody a good mentor pulled me to the side and was like, you should have did your shit. Yeah. Either they're going to like it or they're not. And it's going to teach you how to make it. So they did relate, you know what I mean? To it. And I took that to heart. I, I had a joke. I was a ca- I got a cash money records joke. You got yeah, one yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I got a cash money records. joke. So one of my best jokes, I didn't do it. Cause I was mm-hmm. like, they're not going to, yeah, they're not going to relate to cash money records. Yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Went to the same place. Like a couple months later, do a cash money records joke in front of a, Bunch of older white people, they fucking loved it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Well, it's the way you present it, too. Because then it's, like, about you and your kid yep. and the music. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, they all kind of, that's what I'm saying. They all can put themselves in that shoe, whether they see themselves as the kid or they see themselves in your shoes. So it's, like, very, that's what I'm saying. If, if it's well written, everyone can kind of vibe with it. Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit of, you know, that's why I always try to encourage people to just keep writing, man. Just writing like, is, that's something that I had to, Dylan was one of the. Um, people was like, are you writing? And I'm like, I got my phone and my notes. I'll take like, I'm a bullet right. point person. So I can't write it out. Like, like, like Chris Milner, yeah. that dude would write it out from like beginning to end yeah. on a notepad. Yeah. I couldn't do that. I'd be like bullet point a talk about a lion bullet point two, like do some shit like that. But I started, I had my own little book and my little 
stupid ass messenger bag and I start writing. Like mm. even if it was something stupid, just write it in the book, close the book, and it just gives yeah. you in that repetition. Yeah, no, of doing something. The writing is so fucking important, dog. I, I I try to emphasize that to as many people as possible. Well, actually, I don't really talk to a lot of people, but if you're listening, writing is very, and it, it's probably it's some basic shit that everyone's like, yeah, I know writing's important, but like, I, bro, like even if it's like one line a day, mm-hmm. dog, just one line. People don't understand the visual of seeing something that was in your head on a piece of paper, how it can grow from that too. Yeah, or even if you just like do a bit with like a like a different way. Like an old, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That shit can lead into so many other things that you didn't even think about. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. Like, that's mm-hmm. why I just encourage people just keep keep working on some new shit, man. Because sometimes you get comfortable with the shit that you're already doing, and then you just don't and you don't work that muscle. You get comfortable with it, like your five ten minutes, and it's like you don't affirmation, dog. You get caught up in the affirmation. I got a joke about that shit, and then you don't want to do new shit. Yeah, you just want to do, and then before you know it, it's like two years later, and you're still doing the same shit. Yeah, or the shit that you used to do don't get the same laughs. Mm-hmm. That should get that should get played yeah, out. I know where sometimes you have a joke that can be rocking, and then like six months later, you, you do it, and it doesn't even get like oh yeah hard laughs or any shit like well, that's that. Because you outgrew it, mm. you outgrew it. You know. Your voice uh, is past that. That old I never joke. thought about that one. Yeah, that was your exclusive. Voice is past, like, yeah, yeah, because you're always finding your voice on different levels. Exclusive that you come content up. here on the Overachievers <laughs> podcast. You got to put this <laughs> shit on Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> say, hey man, you never know in the future, man. But uh, yeah, man, this was fun, dog. Yeah, man, appreciate you uh, taking the time. I appreciate you. You got oh, anything man. coming? So you got one thing about Dom? He has a uh, bi- bi-weekly show. Yeah, bi-weekly show, Comedy Loft, same place Martin rocks out on an overachieving yep. show, downstairs in the cellar. It's a dope-ass show. I I've like little small intimate spots. No, it's dope, man, and you do a great job booking it. It's, it's called, called The Comedy Block. Um, free show, right? Free show. It always had, like, Martin's been on the show, anything, Alex Scott. Just any, me all, a, all the overachievers. All the overachievers. Yeah, Mia over Jackson's yeah. coming in in, like, a couple weeks to do the show. That's and stuff. It's just a dope. And the, the heartbeat of the show is basically... It's a diverse show, but it's for my people. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the way we present it, to give um, black and brown comics, people of color. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you don't, got, yeah, you don't got to be brown or black to appreciate it. No, I don't understand what you're saying, but I'm saying my, my platform was to show people just there's yeah. cats out here grinding. Cause, cause, you know what yeah. I mean? Oh, oh, for com- on the comic yeah, side? On the comic oh, side, to give that platform oh, of, oh, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? These are like, it's a lot of us out, and we all have different points of view, and it doesn't have to be you know, like I Def Comedy say, Dime dog, or Since some I shit. started, it's crazy, because I was the only one wearing Jordans when I started. <laughs> and like, dog, I see pictures of you on the gram I'm a and huge TJ, sneakerhead, man. And it's like, bro, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. The fact that how much the scene has changed. I can't I've even, heard that from a lot of people, man. Bro, it's changed. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm very I'm I'm like kind of removed from it like a little bit only because I try not to get caught. I'm like, but sometimes I I'm like, man, this is this is crazy. I, I was doing a show Monday here at the comedy uh, downstairs, and it was packed. Dog, the the energy was electric. It was a comedy shuffle show. Uh, Capital. Oh, Capital Lab show. Bro, that joint was so fucking lit, dog. Like the energy and it was like I gotta half start coming comics, to that joint. Half. It's my new favorite workout spot, man. Shout out to Jack Coleman for that show. But Tim Miller was doing the um the little interruption. Uh, where he gives like comics like notes uh-huh. and shit, but like dog, I saw like fifteen comics who I've never seen before go up. A lot of them were funny as shit, man. And I was like, man, this is a Monday and this joint is packed, dog. Like fifty people in that joint, and I was like, Yo. I love that feeling of being. In, I'm a sports dude. I grew up playing basketball, football. I love that feeling of being in the gym, of just competition and camaraderie oh, as well. It was great, and dog. just it this just shit made me because you know everyone be like, DC comedy's the best, but like. It really on a Monday to see that energy was like that's what made it for me. 
was like, yo, DC comedy's popping. Because on a Monday, that shit's rocking, and comics coming out, dropping new material. On a Monday, that shit makes me, it makes me so We're happy. spoiled in a little bit. I haven't been out a lot outside the area, but I, I've been around a lot of comics, like hosting and stuff. And when they come into DC, the first thing they always comment is like, this is an open mic. Like, an open mic's be dope. It's not like four Bruh. people in a milk crate. Bro, it's the best. It really is the best. And I, I, I've traveled and I've been all across the country. And that's why I'm still here, man. Like, I'll be sometimes I'm like, man, I got to hit New York and L.A. But then other times I'm like, bro, this shit is wide open still. And it's so much stage time. And it's like I can cultivate my long set now. Like I'm headlining October. You know what I mean? And we're back with another Overachievers end of the month. And it's going to be great. And it's like. Yeah, man, I want to work on my headlining set now. Like, it's a different gear. There's an, exactly. There's another gear. It's always another I'm gonna level. On, I'm going to be on. So, my new shit is like, I'm going to be on some storytelling. I'm already on some storytelling. You're going to sit on a stool and drop But, like, jewels. a lot of my stories are like, yo, I got stories that are like dramatic, dog. Like, I got this one story that I'm, I, I'm thinking about sharing on my headlining set where, like, I, I owed a Vietnamese gang $15,000. And, like, my dad had to come and bail me out. And, like,. <laughs> He had to go and meet with that the gang. That sounds like some hangover shit. Yo, yeah. he had to go meet with this with this the Vietnamese gang because he wouldn't let me go because he was like and he pulled up in the ice cream truck, bro. <laughs> so I this is I'm not making this shit up, son. So like that's why like I was like they were gonna have a hit on me if I didn't pay him. I was a uh, 16. I was in 11th grade when this shit happened because I got 10 pounds fronted to me. Five was paid for and the other five was on on consignment. So uh, you was like that movie fresh. Yeah, I got but my car got broken into because I kept my shit in my car because I didn't want my mom to find it. And they stole your shit. They stole my shit. All 10 pounds were stolen, dog. So I owed them 15,000 for five of them because I paid five out of my pocket for that up up front and the other five. I owed. So I had to, like, go to my dad for that. And my dad had to go. Um, dad. Yeah. Um, can I talk to you real quick? I fucked up, man. I fucked up. It's like, a Vietnamese you, gang after me. Do you know how many cookie sandwiches I have to sell to pay for this <laughs> fucking debt? <laughs> that was it, man. My son, the other day, he's saying some simple shit like that. I broke your clippers. I'm sorry. <laughs> and you have a Vietnamese gang yeah. chasing. My son ain't that bad no more right yeah, now. Yeah, nah, he's not, man. I mean, that was me at 16. That's why I'm saying, like, this shit's regular for me. Mm-hmm. Like, this comedy shit is like, and I, I've never told that story on stage. This is the first time I talked about it on the podcast, but I never told that story. And I don't know where it's going to be funny, but I'm like, that's a story that I want to get out there. Just saying it, it's going to be funny. Because it's yeah. so off the well, wall and, and so... And so honestly, dog, not to, sorry to cut you off, but, like, I have the people who come to my show, they fuck with me. No, they're invested, dog, bro. Dog, they fuck they're with They're invested. Me. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. That shit feels that great. That shit when... It's not shit. Uh, shit's my favorite word. But that yeah. shit when, like, you brought your dad on stage. Oh, bro. And what you call it, motherfuckers got a little... Little watery eyed is like Dog. it was a good moment because moment. they're invested. They hear the stories, Bro. and you you're big on storytelling, and they're like connected. They've been on this journey with you. Like that's the like the 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 boat. You know what I mean? The wrapping on top. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I think um I think again this is my style. I'm not saying for everyone, but for me, one of my biggest goals is to evoke emotion. Mm-hmm. Is a as a storyteller slash filmmaker. My background's in film too, and I love telling stories. I think. When I transition to film, a lot of my goal when I'm filming or directing is to evoke emotion. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like, is every scene, am I evoking emotion from these words? You know what I mean? On screen, is that does the audience feel something when this is happening? Mm-hmm. In my stand-up, I try to do that. Like, obviously, a lot of, con- like, the goal is to make people laugh, but sometimes I learn this from Kason. Yo, Kason will have moments where he'll be just quiet on stage. Yeah. And. Changes his tone level changes and everything. Tone, and it's like, this is a moment where it's not going to be funny. It's going to be. 
a serious moment mm. and he'll make you want to like cry on some shit what he'll say and then oh and then boom just like that and then switch gears flip, and punch you boom. in the mouth and but to me that's the most satisfying like performance to watch where you get a little bit of everything mm-hmm. you get the funny the like the crying tears but the crying feelings of the sadness you know what i mean and like uh yeah, like the story I want to like the stories I want to share on my headlining set is some shit that I can't get off on a five minute set at Big Hunt. How I, long are you gonna prop up that? Probably uh, forty minutes, forty five. If I do all the stories, if I want to keep it tight where it's all funny, probably thirty. But if I, 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 part of me wants to just use that platform as a way to just share my story and tell my real jail story, because the jail story I tell is exaggerated and sarcastic. But the real way it happened was very not the same, but it was like the same level of like me going in i'm in a cell with another spanish guy and he's looking at me i'm looking at him and he's like where you from <laughs> and i'm like silver spring he's like where in silver spring i'm like belpre road he's like do you know felix and i was like yeah that's my best friend and he's like okay and that was it that's, it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it. that's the story but then after that we were fr- like we were cool like we were cool and then because my neighborhood everyone know everyone knew who this guy felix was right and so that was like the whatever you're like you're good and then like everyone that was that was brought into that cell throughout the night was like like it was uh it was basically me and him versus them kind of like us versus them type mentality so it was a very interesting uh jail experience that i'll never forget but i was able to formulate my joke off that experience yeah yeah, yeah. it's just like that's a, a good joke because it was like a good emotion episode. it was like mm-hmm. emotion you know what i mean but that's the next level you're going to take your – I mean, like you said, they've been invested with you. So you had them on the funny part of this. You know what I mean? You yeah. almost like we're warming them up. Like I let y'all know a little bit of what's right, going right, on. Right, 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 Okay, right. but now but we're going to take is, this new journey. This is the raw shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it takes a lot of guts to go to that to that place where like – because uh, I'm very fortunate because I know they fu- if I if they didn't fu- – like I wouldn't be able to do that in, in other shows, I mm-hmm. think. You know, I don't have the luxury of them liking me already. Which is unique. I, you know, it's a great feeling, man. Just having a, an audience where they like you, already. Yeah, like that fans. familiar. You mean being familiar with you, and like I said, being invested. That's that's dope. Yeah, shit, that's man. priceless. Dog. That mm-hmm. shit makes me want to keep working. That's what makes me want to just keep working on the craft and affirmation, traveling. bro. We yeah, all need affirmation yeah, and do bigger venues. But thank you, dog. Appreciate you I doing appreciate this. You having uh, me on, man. Social media. What's your handle? Uh, hit me up at Mr. Dom Rivera. I like this change. You I had to change it. It was getting too hard pronouncing all the other stupid shit that I had. My Puerto Instagram. Rico suave. I was like, man, is he eighteen? Yeah, <laughs> I put like. <laughs> I was like, what? That's because I do a podcast with Andy Klein and mm-hmm. uh, Randolph Terrence and those guys and Tim Miller, three three guys on. Yeah. And then like uh, on that, um, they bring me on to like this song, and it's like Andy. It's funny as fuck. That yeah. dude, he mixed like a song with, you know that song, Puerto Rico, Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like the Rico Suave song that goes Suave. Like he melded them together with just oh, the Puerto Rico song. And, and that just became my name on, the, a, on the podcast. That's hilarious. That's awesome, man. Well, thank you for doing this. Appreciate man. Thank you. you guys for listening to this episode, man. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.